Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good. Whatever time of day you're watching this, thank you for doing so. I'm Nelson, the founder of 360 Degree Ministries, where the love of Christ must come full circle. And we're starting a new unit, and, we're, and this unit's really, really special. So, before I even talk about the unit, I want to talk about a few housekeeping things. Uh, if you watch the uh, intermission video, uh, I'm still looking for my AV tech specialist. Uh, if this is you, contact me. All the contact information will be in the description. But also, this is probably going to be the first Friday features that is going to be simulcast uh, via podcast. And that podcast will be uh, sent via uh, anchor.fm. The link to that will be in the description to the video. And... I'm thinking about doing some extra things with that podcast, but uh, if you have any ideas, let me know. So now I just want to talk about the unit. Uh, so the last time we talked about the last unit, we talked about what God values. This time I want to talk about what we think God values, but we might not have the right idea about it. So this particular time, I'm not even going to give you the entire unit this time. I'm not going to give you the entire unit. What I will do is, is I'll give you the first four for this unit. The first four. So, obviously, today's the intro. We're going to do four subtopics. And the four subtopics will deal with prosperity. And they will deal with the punishment of God. You get that? You deal with the concepts of prosperity and the punishment of God, in quotes. But I guess the first question we need to ask is, is why are we doing this in the first place? And the reason why we're doing this in the first place is we need to understand our walks. So if you uh, get your Bibles, um, pull out to... Uh, Psalm chapter 15, Psalm chapter 15, verses 2 and 3. And if you notice, I brought the annotations back. If you notice right along now, you might have seen a little annotation. But in case you missed it, it is Psalm chapter 15, verses 2 and 3. So, you, you think I put like little bookmarks on here to save time or something. That's, that's that's too efficient. The whole psalm is short, but uh, the one we want to talk about, uh, it goes as follows. He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speak truth in his heart, who does, who, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. So, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, what does speaking with truth in our hearts look like? Well, you know what it doesn't look like? It doesn't look like speaking religious stereotypes and misconceptions because we've been given inappropriate doctrine and we haven't appropriately examined it. So when we get an appropriate doctrine and we don't examine it appropriately to see what is right, then we're just going around misleading folk. We, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. I believe there's a place in the scripture where it says that you, 
you can build an entire millstone around your neck and go jump in the sea. So if if you wanted to if you wanted to summarize it, we would say I don't want anybody I don't want anybody with no millstones unit. We'll just call it, we'll just call it that colloquially. The official title will be in the description, but the I don't want anybody with millstones unit. So when we talk about this I've noticed that a lot of people just kind of grow up with the doctrine that they have, or they kind of hold on to doctrine that they have like an emotional connection with, like they learned it somewhere from someone that came about in their foundational years, and someone is someone they, they they dealt with when they were kind of coming up in the, coming up in the ministry and kind of the infantile portion of their spiritual walk. And because they learned these things as they were a babe in Christ, we've talked about the spiritual growth stages eons ago. But this is kind of the you, you learn in your way phase, if you will, to make a long story short. But because we learn these things from uh, our foundational teacher, like the first person we learn from, we don't really examine those things. And that's not necessarily a knock, if you will. I mean, a lot of babes don't know how to appropriately examine the scripture. They don't know how to examine things that are given to them and compare them to the scripture and cross-reference them to the scripture to determine how true they are. So we, a lot of us go around with uh, preconceived notions and ideas. And we have paradigms, which are unchecked ideas. We all have paradigms that are unchecked ideas. Now, while this unit will be longer than any that I've discussed before for Friday features at least, um, I can't cover all the paradigms. I can't cover all the stereotypes. I can't cover all the misconceptions. This Friday feature will be going a lot longer than the Matthew walkthrough. Uh, Matthew walkthrough. Anyway, um, so... I want to go over one more scripture and then talk a little bit and then I'll uh, kind of delve into some of the units. So for this, uh, watch the annotation at the bottom of the screen. We're going to go to um, 3 John. We're going to go to 3 John chapter 1 because 1 by default. Uh, and we're going to go to just to go to verse 4. Some of y'all know where I'm going. I, I, I don't go here very often. But some of y'all already know where I'm going. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. So contextually speaking, this is this is this is John talking to somebody he's discipling. So contextually in scripture, that's what it's talking about. But if we go back to the notion that the Bible is God's word without error, we can apply this to God dealing with us. That's not to say necessarily that knowledge is the top thing that God talks about, that God cares about, because we know love is the top thing that God cares about. But when you walk in truth, you have the capacity to love. And when we talk about God being love, we talk about God having the capacity to have perfect love, to cast out fear. Holding on to a stereotype 
sound like a kind of a fearful thing, doesn't it? So, just some of the things that we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to introduce the subtopics, and we'll go into greater detail on them in the subsequent weeks. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is prosperity being bad. We're going to debunk the vow of poverty. And what I mean by debunking the vow of poverty is that just because you follow Christ, you, you should be destitute and just give away all your stuff. It's not exactly what that means. Now, granted, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't value anything above, above God. You know, the Philippians 3 piece talks about that. You know, when Paul says, anything I have, anything I gained, I count it as lost, but it's a passing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. That said, number one, material prosperity is not bad so long as it's not what you serve. So watch that there. Material prosperity is not bad so long as it's not what you serve. And furthermore, God does have a definition of prosperity. Immaterial prosperity is what he wants all of us to have. Immaterial prosperity, both on this side and in eternity. So those are the two concepts we're going to be delving into a little bit deeper when we talk about debunking the vow of poverty. Next thing we're going to talk about is prosperity is good. We're going to debunk that too because... Just like, just like being Christian doesn't necessarily mean you, you should be destitute. Being Christian doesn't necessarily mean you have a compound mansion somewhere and, and a Rolls Royce made out of gold or something like that. That one might out you a couple people, but if any of this teaching ever deviates from the scripture, you know where to find me. And then I want to talk about the ramifications of sin. That one, that one gonna really be tough. I'm probably gonna out you a couple times on that one myself. But that God punishes disobedience. And it's not that I want to necessarily debunk that one, it's that I want to give it the, its appropriate context. You know, when 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 things befall people, we often get into discouragement. Uh, true story, I, I kind of dragged myself in from discouragement about 15 minutes ago because we're human. But when we, when we discuss the concept of God punishing us for not doing right, it's not, a, it's not just God tearing our hide. It's a you need to come over here kind of piece. It's <laughs> come back over here. You 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 tripping a little bit. You tripping a little bit. Just come over here. Just come over. Just come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just come back. God, those kind of things are, are, are charges from God to come back. <laughs> and the last thing that I'm going to tell you that I'm going to work on, there'll be at least three or four of these that are just going to be outright surprises. Is that. God will never punish you for doing the right thing. And as opposed, we talk about his grace just abounding and abounding and abounding and abounding, using our salvation as a safety net. That's also not how God operates because sooner or later, he will come for us. That's the Hebrews 10, 26 piece. He willingly persists. Repentance is a real thing. God wouldn't talk about repent 
all over the scripture if it wasn't a very real concept that we needed to actively actively practice so to talk about god always punishing us like on a vindictive kind of tip like kind of a oh well look at you and blah 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 well god nobody understands who he is and what he's here for more than god when you start to get into like that elitism i'm better than you kind of stuff like you trying to prove it to yourself by beating up on somebody else. That ain't how God operate. When God comes at us for our sin, that's God saying, come on home. Just, just come on back. Just come on back home. And then the other concept is God will actually do that. Like we can't just talk about, you know, his, his grace and his forgiveness and grace and forgiveness and grace and forgiveness and grace and forgiveness and grace and forgiveness because God is a God of order and God will get you back in order. And we will talk about all four of these things in the uh, subsequent weeks. So uh, be on the lookout for that, uh, that podcast. I wouldn't, I, 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 I wouldn't look for it to expand too, too quick, but it will expand then more of more than like a simulcast of this. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, all that kind of stuff, you know how to reach me. All the contact information is in the uh, description of the video. And as always, I love you. I love human. I love each and every one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And as always, have a great weekend, folks.